Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you are listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Every week we bring you someone who's going to change your life in so many ways, your health, your business, your relationships, reinvention. It's all about women reinventing. And, of course, business, women who are starting their own businesses, taking their passion and their purpose and their drive to, to make the world better, a better place. So we're all about helping you to be smart and amazing, which I know you already are, but to stay that way. But it's also about women helping other women as well. So for, for the conversation with smart, amazing women, it's all about bringing women to you that we know can help you in some aspect. This week uh, we're going to be talking about a topic that none of us want to face, but unfortunately, it is a fact of life, and I'm talking about grief. You know, I, I recently went through a divorce not too long ago myself, and of course there was the grieving process, and it's all about getting over and moving on. So whatever kind of loss you go through, divorce, loss of your home, or even your best friend, and, or a parent with a stroke of Alzheimer's, there's the grieving, and that person has and it can be so very, very overwhelming. My guest today, my amazing guest, is Aurora Winter. Now, I know Aurora personally. We've spent time together, and I really, really like her whole approach. Uh, she has won awards for her screenwriting and was formerly a film and TV pro uh, executive producer. Now she's all about helping people cope with their grief. Her book, From Heartache, for, excuse me, From Heartbreak to Happiness, has been endorsed by some of the most influential thought leaders in the world. And her program, Grief Relief in 30 Minutes, has helped millions of people ease their feelings of loss. So whatever you've experienced as far as your loss, or you're trying to help someone, a friend or a loved one, go through theirs, keep listening and hear this amazing woman's story. Well, Aurora, thank you so much for being with me. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be with you, Nancy, and you're a bright light all of your own, so happy to contribute to you and your, and your listeners. Cause, you know, everybody deals with heartbreak. You know, it can be a, you know, a dog who's ill like you have. It can be a husband who dies suddenly, as I had. But, you know, we all have these bumps in life, and it's such an honor and privilege sure. to help people go from heartbreak to happiness more quickly. You know, I, I think this is we're here to learn in this lifetime and, and I think if we're if we're not learning and we're not growing then we're just taking up space. As I was <laughs> saying to you earlier, you know, reading your book and going through it last night and your encouraging words, the the book from Heartbreak to Happiness and using this peace method was really good for me and, and you know, Eckhart Tolle and, and, and I you know, you forget all these things, and I, and I guess that's the thing about the ego. We've got to keep reminding ourselves the the negative self-talk that we and this thinking that we constantly have to kind of deal with. But that living in the now, I, I loved I loved when you when when someone said, "Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is all we have." And and I think the the power of now is so very, very important. And oh, yeah. you, there was there's just one piece, and then I'm going to shut up and let you tell your story, but there was <laughs> one piece about the wedding. And as I just told you, I just got back from a wedding in Italy. And mm -hmm. your experience at that wedding reminded me so much of the experience that I was having at the wedding that I was just recently at in, uh, in Italy. 
that, you know, I was starting to think about my own wedding. I was starting to think about my own happiness. I was starting to think about, gee, will I ever fall in love again? Gee, will I ever get married again? Gee, you know, you know all those things, that, those gee and, uh, you know, all those things. And I thought, and, you know, and it did. It, 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 robbed, it robbed me of the moments when I should have been celebrating or could have been celebrating the joy and happiness of every second that I was there with all of these people. And I'm not saying that I was all like that, but I'm just saying there were those moments that we all Uh go through that rob us. I mean, and literally you use the word rob, but rob and take away from our happiness and and our moments of joy. And I I think that's this whole whole concept is a peace method, which is, you know, we're, we're literally moment to moment we can be just, we're losing precious moments as far as happiness and joy. And it's okay to have those no matter what <laughs> Well, what I celebrate is that you noticed. So, you know, in that moment where we become aware that we're not present, we're not right here right now celebrating a friend's wedding, we're instead, yeah. you know, ruminating over the past and, and fortune telling about the future. I actually really right. celebrate that because, you know, that is the moment you can go, okay, take a deep breath you know, come into the present moment. And and that's why I love that peace method process, the five steps that you read about in my book, Grief, Relief in 30 Minutes. Because after, after my husband died suddenly and after the my first book was published, From Heartbreak to Happiness, which is an intimate diary of healing, which takes you on a roller coaster ride, kind of like eat, pray, love, like sort of a, a diary. But then people yeah. were saying, well, yeah. how how do I go from heartbreak to happiness? And so my answer was, this five-step process called the peace method, which the P of the peace method is about being in the present moment. So yeah, that is essential for peace of mind for sure. Yeah, and, and that's not easy. And that's not easy for any of us because we're, we're planning. We're, you know, we, we are creatures <laughs> of planning. You know, we're, we're thinking about, you know, gee, I'm going to be doing this today. Later on, I'm going to be doing that. You know, obviously, even planning this morning about, okay, I'm going to probably be a little bit late. So, I mean, a lot of the things that you're talking about is really about practicing and really learning different strategies. But let's talk about you first because, you, you know, <laughs> we don't really miss the story because we women have this uh, way of diminishing or telling our story, which, which really tells us who we are. And I think women in general can look at someone like you. You're beautiful. You're attractive. You've got a great personality. You're, you know, you've got books. You've been on TV. You're someone that a woman could look at and go, gosh, it's so easy for her. Look at her. She's so, <laughs> she's so successful. She has it all together. But yet your story and, and what you've done is you've, you've taken your life, your story, and you've made it into, you know, you could say it was a tragedy because it was, but you've made it into a yeah. triumph. But you've made it into a way of really – helping and and embellishing uh, a life experience and and really uh, celebrating it so that others can do the same thing. Happy to share. I think you're right. That's the key thing that we do have to share with each other is our stories, and that that tells us so much. Well, I thought my life was pretty darn great. I fell in love in college, and my husband and I started a, a, a yacht sales and yacht charter business with barely two nickels to rub together. And we went from people saying, those two kids aren't going to be back at the next boat show to a multi-million dollar business that had the largest uh, market share in Western Canada for selling and renting or chartering yachts. So life was pretty good. We were two young kids and we were already planning our retirement, building a luxury home on a ski resort um, in Whistler, BC, Canada. 
And we had a four-year-old son who was adorable, and I just met Mel Gibson and Goldie Hawn and John Badham, who directed Stakeout, so my career as a screenwriter was taking off, and then I thought things were just going to go from good to even better, but instead, my 33-year-old husband dropped dead. And he died uh, beside me, and I was just devastated from his death, but also I had all the you know, if only, if only I'd known better CPR, if only the phone had been yeah, connected, we yeah. moved the day he died, all the coulda, shoulda, woulda. So not only did I have the grief of losing my beloved, but I also had the guilt of, you know, could I have saved him? And grief right. plus guilt is a recipe for staying stuck in a low vibration for a while, let me tell you. But I had a, a real compelling reason to figure this out and get better because my son was only four and he needed me so instead of taking the easy way out which was I did think of it sometimes like I don't want to be on the planet anymore what's the point I had a very good point right there so I really you know I I I struggled for years I was struggling proactively you know I read every self-help book I could get my hands on. I worked out at the gym like I was training for the Olympics. I had, you know, several lovers and, you know, really until I um, kind of stumbled across eventually a nine-step recipe for going from heartbreak to happiness, I was I was kind of like Humpty Dumpty. You know, I'd fallen off the wall. My life was in a million pieces and I didn't know if I'd be able to put those pieces back together again. But through trial and error and through just relentless persistence, I eventually found these nine, these nine steps. I applied them in my own life. And then, you know, fast forward 20 years later, I'm, I'm now the founder of a coach training organization that helps people go from grief to growth or from grief to greatness. And it's such an honor and privilege to compress and collapse the time that people typically suffer, which is often five to eight years to, you know, five to eight coaching sessions or five to eight weeks, five to eight months, depending on the person. So it's um, my husband's death led me to some very important work that I'm that I'm honored to do and help people, you know, go from heartbreak to happiness more quickly. You you know, you you said something and, and and I think, you know, this was, as I said, it was really Reading the book, uh, was, uh, I went down some paths of my own that were really, really extremely helpful. But to celebrate the time you have, you know, whether it's yeah. a, a relationship or, you know, the life of someone or even, a, a, you know, as you said, your, your life as a screenwriter, your life as a, uh, as a wife of, the, of your young husband at that time. I mean, there, there is that celebration and there are things that, you know, I think what happens, you know, I mean, I, I went through a pretty, pretty, uh, uh, a very sad divorce and a very difficult divorce, and and you know, I mean, but the thing was that there were very there were a lot of really great moments as well, and I think that yeah. that's the thing that we we don't do when we're going through grief is that we're not looking at you know, and and I, I love the statement when you said uh, people, and I've heard it too. It says you know, it just takes time, and and you know, I mean, I still remember hearing that from different people. You know, you, you're. You know, you're gonna. It's gonna take you this, this, and this. And I thought, why does it have to take so much time? Why I don't have that exactly. You know exactly like that. So I don't like that. I don't like people saying, "Well, typically grief is from like you said." They'll give you a number, kind of like you know, you have to sit around and wait for a certain number to occur. But the point is that you you don't have to do that, and I think that's part of it. You know. You know, grieving in our society is, is almost a ritual. So in, in some, you know, in some society, it is a ritual. Like in some societies, women had to wear black for a year. Right? After I was divorced, and I was out doing all these things. You know, people go, "Wow!" You know, 
I mean, we just have these certain things that we look at people and say, they should act this way or that way for a certain period mm-hmm. before they get on with their lives. So I think part yeah. of it is, is cultural. And, and, and oh, yeah, like we reinforce that, that the person should, yeah. should, should be sad. And, you know, I, I, that made me so angry, too. Oh, you should suffer or you're going to suffer like it's a prescription. But it's really not about the length of time. It's what you do with the time. And that's yeah. what I'm so passionate about to just hopefully nobody listening to this will ever again say it just takes time. Because people told me that, you know, after my husband died, people probably told you that. And so it kind of encourages you not to do anything. It encourages you, well, just to wait for time. But it's like, yeah. you know, if you have a flat, if you have a flat tire, uh, by the side of the road, if you just wait for time alone, it's not going to reinflate your tire. <laughs> but if you call AAA, you know, it does take yeah. a little bit of time for them to get there yeah. and change your tire. But it's not the time that changes the tire, it's yeah. AAA. Yeah. You know, so now, uh, you know, I'm yeah. AAA and the coaches I train are AAA kind of, we take action. Yeah. I, I remember when I, I made all these big, big changes and then people were like, well, maybe you shouldn't make all those changes. <laughs> Well, why the heck not? What, what, what's you know, like I moved and I, I did this, I did that, you know, I bought a new house, I sold this, I got out of there and I moved to California, you know, and people were like, wow, you know, and, and it's like, in, in some ways, you know, they're cheering you, but on, in other ways, they're going, wow, how did she do that? And I think that's the that's the best part. That's the best best news that you and I can share with people is that yeah, you can move on, and you know what, you have a right. You have a right to be successful. You have a right to be happy. You have a right to go forward, and you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to ask for permission from anyone, do you? Exactly right. And we have a right to reinvent ourselves. You know, and I, yes. I think we we tend to think in our in our North American society, like you know, you you get married, you have kids, you have a job, and that's it. But really, you know, there's so many greats who every decade did something different. And I I think, well, Madonna is perhaps a top-of-mind example that most people are familiar with. Like, why not be like the material girl and reinvent yourself every yeah. decade? Like, I'm I'm giving myself permission to, to not just be the founder of the Grief Coach Academy and not just help people go from heartbreak to happiness, but also to express the side of my personality that's a serial entrepreneur that's launched two seven-figure businesses. And, you know, earlier, a few months ago, I was like, well, did those two things go together? I mean, like, that's a big, you know, but it's like part of who I am. So I give myself yeah. permission yeah. to reinvent myself and to express different aspects of my personality. And I see that in you. Like you moved here to California, so thank goodness we're neighbors now. You have a beautiful yeah. home. You have already got new friends. You're traveling. Like you're living life out loud. Like you're taking life and like it's a peach. You take a big bite out of it and let the juices dribble down your chin. Like hallelujah. What a great inspiration for others. I, I guess because I've worked with women for many years, we women have to really, really start supporting each other and going, hey, you know, I mean, like I said, Aurora, that's so great that you started two businesses. It's so great that you've got this coaching academy. It's so great that you're, you know, doing this, these wonderful things, that you're living in California and you're living your dreams and you're reinventing yourself. Same thing with me. But you know what? Women don't necessarily say that. You know, I remember <laughs> when I was working on my doctorate and, and – uh, uh, this is important to me. My daughters, I wanted to make sure that they knew that, they were, that nothing could stop them. You know, I mean, I've always mm-hmm. tried to create, create uh, pathways and opportunities by, uh, you know, showing my own my own daughters, my own children. Here, you can do whatever, you, you know, you can do this. Exactly. So, but yeah. I still remember I've had women come up to me and go, oh, well, what about your family? What about, you know, what about uh, 
what about your, your, your family and your husband? What do, what do they think about it? And I said, well, you know what? I think they think it's great. You know, my, yeah. my husband's getting to know their children better. That he'll, He would never get to know them because I'm going, working on my doctorate and I'm working and I'm, I'm building my dreams and, you know, da-da-da. And my children, they're learning, they're learning to take care of themselves. They're, they're, they see their mother uh, achieving and growing as a human being and, you know, voila. So, you know, I mean, it's amazing that we don't support each other enough. And, and I think the other thing that's so important, and I think you and I are a lot alike, is, is that you tell people who you are and you are, you're excited about who you are. You toot your horn, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's not, there's but we are trained sometimes to hide our light, aren't we? Especially as women. Yes. It's like, don't be yes. too big, don't be too bright, don't be too successful. Yes. Or, you know, they'll take you down. And sometimes the they that takes you down is other women. But I see on the other side, there are people like you who celebrate women, who empower women. Those are the people who are my friends. And i got to introduce you to more of my friends because you totally love my right. girlfriends. Well, we're all about we're empowering gonna, women. We're going to have a, we're gonna have a little uh, a gathering here. There'll be, there'll be just a, well, there'll be a powerhouse of, of women here in, in uh, the Santa Barbara, Montecito area that will just rock the house. I'm very excited about that. But, you know, and, and uh, I just started riding horses a couple years ago, and people were like, you're riding horses? And they go, yeah. And they go, well, mm-hmm. well aren't you afraid? No, no, I'm not afraid. <laughs> and, and I think, I think that's, that's the biggest thing that we women, and, it's, and of course I think this is what your book talks a lot about, is, is getting past your fear, is getting past those yeah. fears and just moving forward. And, and every time we move past uh, a fear or we reinvent ourselves, as you're talking about, is that we get past another one of those uncomfortable zones. But I think, as you have experienced and I have experienced in our life, we have to have those, we have those uncomfortable zones so we can learn. We have those uncomfortable exactly. zones so we can move forward, you know. Exactly. They're kind of like the spurs if you're riding a horse with with spurs in the sense that I think the worst thing is not to have experienced a devastating tragedy like I did with my husband dying at the age of 33 or a tragedy that you did with your divorce. I think the worst thing is to go through life never having woken up. So you're not living your life out loud. You're not like, who am I and what do I stand for and what legacy do I want to leave and who do I want to touch, who do I want to inspire? Because I think that people who are the most afraid are those who have never lost anything. Whereas you and I, like, we've been through it and we're like, oh, wow, oh, that really hurts. But then we survived. And so now we're like, well, if I can survive that, I can ride horses, I can go to Italy, like, there's no problem here. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. yeah, Whereas people who haven't dealt with any bumps, they're, like, afraid to, I don't know, cross the street. Well, life life is not Mayberry. You know, life is not, uh, you know, the Wizard of Oz. I mean, we can't live in this little Disneyland, and, and, you know, we've got, we, we wake up and, yeah. Every every day though is a chance and it's an opportunity. This morning, you know, I I'm, I'm very blessed, of course, to live in this beautiful area. But uh, I like to to get out there and I take my dogs to the beach and I run. You know, and mm-hmm. you talk about meditation. And I think there are again those tools that many of us deny ourselves. But our bodies and our minds and our spirit are so great that you know when you get out on the ocean or you're standing next to a mountain or you're standing next to a large tree or whatever it might be in nature it there's this humbling feeling but yet there's this huge power that comes with it which is that 
you know, there there's so much so many things that, that are greater than ourselves that we can draw upon. You know, it is exactly. it, just you know, that that you, you talk about meditation, you talk about that quieting and that breathing. And meditation for me is uh, another thing that, of course, you, you talk about in your books as well, but there are so many great tools that you bring in your book, and, and, I, and I don't want to dismiss your book at all. That, if anything, I want to make sure people go and read your book, but there, there are so many tools that are so simple to use. I mean, oh, yeah. the thing is that you've got, to make, you've got to give people also things that are simple that they can incorporate in their lives that, that bring them joy and bring them happiness, but just breathing. Just breathing, just just noticing, am I present or am I in some kind of story? And that's why I like the peace method, which is, you know, explained in the book Grief Relief in 30 Minutes that you've been mentioning, is it's just five simple steps. They're not rocket science, but when you put them together, and people can do it as a journaling process each morning, maybe takes 10, 15 minutes, it will change the caliber and quality of their day, and they'll gradually become deeper and more peaceful. Well, the, the other thing, besides busting the myth it just takes time the other myth that i'm really wanting to bust is i think we so often react like oh poor you when something devastating yeah. happened to ourselves mm-hmm. or another person but the science behind it as i'm sure you know nancy is that's actually not what happens people like myself and people like you who have experienced some loss or even people who have experienced really horrific losses like, you know, a rape or a, a life-threatening illness or being a prisoner of war, like just things that you wouldn't wish on anybody you cared about. Um, yeah. Dr. Martin Seligman did a study of 1,700 people, so it was quite a large study, and he asked them all kinds of questions about happiness, well-being, and flourishing. And then he asked, oh, P.S., by the way, have you experienced any one of these 15 really horrific events. And what he was stunned to learn is the people who had had one such event, you know, they'd experienced the death of a spouse, they'd experienced their world being rocked to its core, were actually higher in levels of well-being, life satisfaction, and flourishing. People who had two were even higher, and people who had three, heaven forbid, you know, they were raped, they were a prisoner of war, and they had yeah, experienced sure. the death of a loved one or death of a child, were actually um, even higher in terms of life satisfaction, well-being, and flourishing. And he thought, well, maybe it's just their mind is confused. So he actually researched, you know, their families, and, and it did bear out. And I think the value or the point that I'm wanting to make here is it's just not true. It's not accurate to respond with, oh, poor you, you're broken, and you're going to be damaged forever yeah. when something yeah. horrific yeah happens. The truth is, yes, that is a period of pain and a period of growth, but it's an opportunity also if somebody has you on their team, for example, Nancy, to get that extra support, that the person will ask themselves really important questions like, who am I? What do I stand for? You know, what's meaningful to me? What legacy do I want to leave so that they're not, you know, taking their last breath on their deathbed with a a life-lived half-lived and feeling all these regrets, you know, these horrific things cause us to mentally project ourselves to our deathbed and course correct, like if we course correct now, uh, 3%, you know, by the time we die many decades from now, we're a whole different, in a whole different place. And so, but it is a combination because you need um, an expert companion such as yourself or such as myself to help the person along as well as the, um, well, ideally it helps to have that to get through it more quickly and with greater grace. How does that resonate with you? Well, I I think 
think that's why we love these real these true life stories that have these great endings of people that have experienced tragedy and, and, and trauma and here they come out on the other side of the mountain and the sun is shining. I think that's because we we look for our, our heroes, we look for our heroines, but I think each one of us needs to understand that each and every one of us has that capability. You know, I've done, I've done quite a bit of disaster response uh, work in my in my lifetime. I'm very blessed and privileged to do it. But you know, people that have gone through even after 9/11 and mm-hmm. the fires in California and and tornadoes and whatever, but that people that are literally uh, sometimes if they're at the worst of times or at the very best, I've seen people rise to the occasion of this humanist, this, this amazing piece uh, of who they become during the worst of times. So I, we each have that ability. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're, given, you know, we're given that. We are literally, uh, that's built into us, but many of us have never experienced or never used that, that, that strength. You know, well, it's, it's exactly right. And, and so these uh, uh, moments of adversity or heartbreak, can call forth the hero within each one of us. And so I think it's really not helpful if general population responds with, oh, poor you, because that calls the victim that is also in each one of us forth. Instead, I think it's really powerful to acknowledge, but also look for the hero within yourself or call it forth in those you care about. I I was watching the the memorial for the victims of the shooting here in Santa Barbara at the, oh, years, yeah. at the yeah. Santa Barbara uh, University, but, but then they were celebrating the people. And I think this is mm. the amazing thing that occurs is when they take a tragedy and, uh, of course, then it became other issues that came out of it that, that could help others. But, but something mm-hmm. really positive comes from something that you know, out of the out of the ashes comes this new this new growth and this new possibility and these new this new awareness and and and, and that's yeah. what I think people need to draw upon and that you know you're not always recovering and I and I get so I get upset when people go yeah I'm in recovery and you go well when are you <laughs> out of, you know when are you going to be out of recovery when are you going to be okay you know so I love anyway. it yeah well I think yeah. I think we're both. Track, but I think you're doing some amazing work, and, and I, I look forward to having more collaborations. And we want to support you with uh, Women Connect Good Foundation, and also Women Connect with uh, the Women Speak Project to to really empower and, and, and support what you're doing. And so, you know, we'll, we'll get the book out, we'll get it on the radio, we'll get the radio show out, but we'll also get uh, some links on the on the website. So. You know, my my goal is once once uh, connecting with with someone. You're you're in the you're in the tribe. We're all yay! I love to be in this tribe. You're so <laughs> awesome. I just adore you. We we are sisters now. Sisters. How do we learn more about you? You're I know you've got things coming up. You're all you're the you're the can do person. You got lots of. I am the can do person. I've always got events yeah. coming up. I've got another one coming in October that you're invited to, and hopefully you'll uh, carve time out of your busy schedule to be there. So people can I've find out more account. about me. Oh yay! Okay, they can find out more about me at aurorawinter.com. That's a u r o r a. W-I-N-T-E-R dot com. And they can get uh, sign in to get some free uh, video training there. Or they can also go to griefcoachacademy.com if they're interested in getting support to go from heartbreak to happiness or interested in training others. That would be griefcoachacademy.com. So either one of those websites, aurorawinter.com is my more general website with everything that I'm doing. 
So I'd love to uh, support your listeners and, you know, offer them the free video training and free tips and free eBooks and stuff like that. So there's a bunch of resources at aurorawinter.com. Well, you're you're definitely a bright light, and you know when when just spending some time with you that you you really do you're you're just your energy and your that positive glow and that that positive thing, that vibe that you put out really just it's warm and it's nutrient and I I can guarantee personally that I've experienced it, so I know many many others could could definitely benefit from your from all your works your great works and, and the many blessings that you can give to others so. We well, will thanks, be Matt, Nancy. You're you're great. Like I said, I, I we will be connecting. Uh, I appreciate today, and like I said, we'll support you any way we can to keep the good works of Aurora Winter going. And so many, many. Places. And happy to reflect to you. I just want to honor everything you said about me, which was so nice. Also, as uh, applying to you, you're also a great light, and it's such <laughs> an honor to be in your life. And anything I can do to support you, I'm in. So, well, uh, thanks so much. I, we're I on, we're in the same tribe. <laughs> 